The sermon I'm about to read was prepared by Reverend Veltman of the Free Reformed Church in Southern River, Western Australia. The text he has chosen is Psalm 23. Uh, we can read that together. Note, just one thing to note is that the references within the sermon are based on the New King James Version of this text. After the sermon, we'll sing in response Psalm 23, stanzas 1, 2, and 3. Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, I don't think I'm mistaken when I say that the psalm chosen as text for this morning's sermon is one of the most well-known psalms of the Old Testament. Psalm 23 is not only well-known, but it is also one of the most favorite psalms, a psalm from which throughout the ages God's children have drawn tremendous comfort, especially since this psalm speaks about God's care and goodness in such a moving way. Yet, at the same time, this psalm might also raise questions. For, is life indeed always as peaceful and full of abundance as we read about in Psalm 23? Green pastures, still waters, and a cup that runs over? What, so one may ask, about the downsides of life, which there also are? The bitter reality, which at times upright children of God, too, are confronted with? A careful reading of Psalm 23 makes clear that these dark sides of life are not overlooked. I think of verse 4, where we read about the valley of the shadow of death. I also think of verse 5, where the author speaks of a table prepared in the presence of his enemies. It is obvious that the author is hard-pressed, even to the extent of mortal danger. Yet, Amidst these threatening dangers, David, for he is the author of the psalm, confesses, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yes, no matter how difficult life sometimes was also for David, he keeps putting his trust in the Lord. He glories in the unchanging faithfulness of the Lord as the God of the covenant. Well, beloved, that brings me to the theme which I have chosen for this morning's sermon. Psalm 23, a song of praise on the unchanging faithfulness of the Lord as the God of the covenant, who, in the first place, as our shepherd, keeps us safe, secondly, as our host, causes our cup to run over, and third, and who is finally also our eternal home. Have you ever noted, brother and sister, that in Psalm 23, David does not say, the Lord is my shepherd because I do not want? But instead, he confesses, 
The Lord is my shepherd, and thus I shall not want. These words are a confession of faith in which David expresses that despite all the difficulties he too faced in life, it did not diminish his firm assurance that the Lord would provide. The Lord is my shepherd, and thus I shall not want. Looking at the history of God's people throughout the ages, we see how true these words are. For repeatedly the Lord indeed showed himself to be a shepherd for his people. I only have to refer to how the Lord cared for his people during their wanderings through the desert. But also afterwards, the Lord was there time and again to provide for Israel. He provided also during difficult times. That's how David too had experienced God's care in his personal life. In Psalm 23, he speaks about this care of God using first of all that wonderful image of a shepherd who leads his flock to green pastures and still waters. As far as the land of Canaan was concerned, these green pastures and still waters were not always ready at hand. Therefore, the shepherd indeed had to lead the sheep towards it, making sure that they would lack nothing. Well, that's how in Psalm 23, David describes God's wonderful care for his people, God's wonderful care also for David personally. By day and by night, the Lord was there to provide him with what he needed. David confesses this, saying, He restores my soul. Every day anew, the Lord gives the energy I need to fulfill my task. That's the first thing David confesses here. Yet, David not only praises God's care over his life, but in Psalm 23, he also speaks about God's direction in his life. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. What are these paths of righteousness? Literally, it speaks about straight paths. Straight, this does not necessarily mean easy paths. The road we may have to travel in life might be difficult, steep, or with many bends in it. Yet the destination is clear. The shepherd does not lead his sheep on dead-end roads, but brings them where he wants them to be, and this without mistake. Let us go back to that picture of the shepherd with his sheep. David knew by his own experience that in the wilderness of Judea, a shepherd had to lead his sheep, sometimes through dark valleys, where there was hardly any light of sun. Dark valleys where the sheep were easy prey for wild animals. The risks were high. Yet, even in those dark valleys, the sheep knew themselves safe, for the shepherd had his rod with him. This rod was some kind of branch with a thick end which was often covered with nails. A shepherd used this weapon to protect his sheep against the attacks of wild animals. Also, when in those dark valleys the sheep lost track of the road, the shepherd had his staff, with which, in case this happened, he thumped the ground so that the sheep could hear it and follow him. See there, beloved, the wonderful image David uses to portray God's care and protection. Well, that's how now also the Lord cares for his people, cares also for you and me, beloved, and therefore 
we do not want. When this shepherd leads us, we lack nothing. He will provide us with green pastures and fresh water whenever we need it. With this shepherd, we are safe, even when he leads our life through dark valleys. From a New Testament perspective, we know what David in Psalm 23 confesses about God as the shepherd of his people came true completely in Jesus Christ, who called himself the Good Shepherd. More precisely, the Lord Jesus not only was called this way, but he indeed is the Good Shepherd, who has the interest of the sheep at his heart. He gave his sheep, his life for the sheep, knowing that only in this way he could redeem them from sin and eternal perdition. In addition to John 10, I would like to refer here also to the concluding part of the letter to the Hebrews. This letter closes off with the following benediction in chapter 13, verse 20. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The author speaks about God as the God of peace. Why and how did God make this peace? God did so through the good shepherd who laid down his life, or as it reads in Hebrews 13, through the blood of the eternal covenant. Through Christ, we have been reconciled to God. That's why for us, God is the God of peace, who brings peace into our hearts, and who in all the turmoil going on in this world, and at times also going on in our personal lives, allows us to live with his peace, undergirding us and holding us, keeping us calm. That's the peace of which the Apostle Paul speaks in his letter to the Philippians, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, which guards our hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. See, brother and sister, at times it may storm in your life. The road you may have to travel might be hard and difficult. You might be beset with questions. Why, O oh Lord, it all seems so dark. Where is your loving care over my life? At times it may seem that, you, that what you experience at present is totally in conflict with, what the word, with that word the Lord Jesus once spoke. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep. Of course, we do not doubt that the Lord knows us, but why then all these difficulties? O Lord, why is life sometimes so hard? Why does life sometimes seem to be a tunnel with no longer any light in it, only darkness? Beloved, whenever it storms like this in your heart, think of that cross that once stood on Calvary. There it indeed became really dark dark altogether, and this with the aim that in your life, light would never vanish. At Calvary, Christ went through death's valley, lonely and forsaken, by gloom and shadows overtaken, in order that we might be accepted by God, and nevermore be forsaken by Him, as we hear every time this form for the celebration of the Lord's Supper is read. That's how Christ, as the Good Shepherd, gave His life for the sheep. That's how he showed his love also for us, showed it at Calvary, and still wants to show it today. Christ showed that love 
towards us, even at, when at times he might lead our life through dark valleys. Again, the paths we have to travel in life are not always easy, yet this is our comfort. It is Christ who leads us, and he will bring us safely home. He will do so as it reads in Psalm 23, for his name's sake. This means Christ's own name is at stake here, and therefore there is no need to doubt the guidance of this good shepherd. Never, no matter how dark life at times might seem to be, yet Christ is with us. He will never leave us to our own resources. His rod and his staff are always there to comfort us. His rod and his staff, that is the unfailing love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. A love indeed never ending. It's there even when at times that you might cry yourself to sleep. Indeed, by day and by night, always. Coming to my second thought in verse 5, the image changes. It speaks about a host preparing a meal for his guest. For people in the ancient East, this image was much more meaningful than it is for us today. In the ancient East, hospitality was a highly esteemed virtue. Because hospitality was so highly regarded, a stranger or weary traveler could knock on a door to find rest, food, shelter, and when needed, even asylum. The latter meant he would not only be cared for, but also be protected by his host. It's this image we have to keep in mind when reading in verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Some commentaries refer, refer here to the time David had to flee from his son Absalom. Indeed, a dark period in David's life. His own son sought to kill him. If at that time the Lord had not defeated the good advice of Ahithophel, it would have been a bad ending for David. Well, it was at that particular time that at Mahanaim, David received help from Shobi, Machir, and Barzillai, who, as you can read about in 2 Samuel 17, verse 27, brought beds and basins, earthen vessels and wheat, barley and flour, parched grain and beans, lentils and parched seeds, honey and curds, sheep and cheese of the herd, for David and the people who were with him to eat. A festive meal in which David acknowledged the hand of the Lord. Though at war, David could sit down and quietly have a meal, even a festive meal. Now one may say that was David in that particular situation. Yet the reality of life is not always like that. Life is not always a feast. And did this not apply to David as well? There were also different situations during which David too might well have found it difficult to confess, my cup runs over. I think of the time that King Saul was after him, and David had to flee from one place to the other. And yet, also in those days, David knew himself protected by the Lord. Note well, as I said it also in the beginning, Psalm 23 does not hide the dark sides of life, but it will teach us that life can never be so dark, but God is still there with his goodness and mercy. Verse 6. When giving a bit more thought to these two words, goodness and mercy, it becomes clear that the fact that God cares for us does not first of all mean 
that everything will be rosy in our life. Goodness and mercy are two words which refer not first of all to outward prosperity, but to the covenant relationship we have with God. Especially the word mercy does so. It refers to God's unchanging faithfulness towards us, his children. Many things may happen, but God remains faithful, making his promises come true. Thus goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy, even when I have to number very difficult days. For also then, God is near. He will restore my soul. This means time and again, He will give new strength. How? Not first of all by taking the outward misery away, but in helping us to direct our eyes on high to Him. The Lord does so also by laying the words of Psalm 23 on our lips, by which He will teach us, I'm there always. Even during that day you thought you could no longer cope. Lord, this is too difficult to bear. Why, O Lord? And yet, beloved, the Lord was there also on that day. He led you through. Looking back upon difficult periods in our life, I think we can all identify with the truth of these words. In hindsight, we often have to confess, if it had not been for the Lord, we would have never been able to cope, to get through those difficult times. Yet, the Lord was there. His goodness and mercy followed us. We were safe in His covenant. For a moment, I would like to come back to that table which the Lord prepares before us in the presence of our enemies. For also these words find their ultimate fulfillment in the Lord Jesus Christ. For a moment, let me refer here to the Lord's Supper table. Every time we celebrate Holy Supper, the Lord nourishes us and strengthens us in faith. At his table, the Lord will give us new strength to cope with this so often fatiguing life. And this indeed happens in the presence of our enemies. For example, the workmate that laughs at you when you ask for a moment of quietness to pray before your lunch. In addition to the preaching, also by the celebration of the Lord's Supper, the Lord will give us new strength to stand up for our faith and not to feel ashamed to speak of the hope that is in us. The Lord does so before the eyes of our enemies, whereby I also think of our archenemy, the devil, who is unable to take this festive meal away from us. In John 10, verse 10, we hear the Lord Jesus as the Good Shepherd say, I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. A word full of encouragement. For it is indeed true, when we cling to the Lord, we receive in abundance even when, at times, the road we have to travel in life might be dark, full of shadows. Nevertheless, the Lord's mercies are new every morning. He restores my soul. How? The concluding words of this psalm give an answer to this question where we hear David say, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In these last words, brother and sister, Psalm 23 reaches its climax. Some commentaries say, and I believe they do so rightly, that the house of the Lord, in verse 6, we should not give thought here, first of all, to the temple or the tabernacle, but using a third image, the author speaks here about being home with the Lord. Home. Also for us, this is a word which has a very intimate connotation. 
It refers to peace, quietness, care, and protection. That's why a child going through rough times can long to be home again. Well, that's also the meaning of these last words of Psalm 23. Home with the Lord forever. And this not as a future perspective, but something we may enjoy already today. It is the joy of living in communion with the Lord, the joy of knowing that He is there for us every day and every night. As we sing it with the words of hymn 54, The Lord, He is our God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. See there how in these last words, Psalm 23 indeed comes to a climax. With the Lord, we may feel home, protected always. True, then, these riches are felt in particular on Sunday when we come together with God's people, home with the Lord, when He strengthens us in faith by the preaching of the gospel and the administration of the sacraments. But this is not something for Sunday only. It's there also throughout the week, when in this often so troublesome life, we may find rest with the Lord. Rest every time we open His Word and entrust our life to Him. Summarizing, brother and sister, the rest, the peace of which Psalm 23 speaks in such a moving way, we will find only when we daily live from the riches of our faith, following the Good Shepherd, heeding His voice. Then, he will guide you on your way through life, making sure that one day you will arrive safely at that place where this peace will be perfect and complete. On the new earth where God's children shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore, the sun shall not strike them nor any heat, for the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water. Surely something to look forward to. Meanwhile, let us not forget to count our blessings already today. For on our way to this great future, the Lord Jesus Christ as the Good Shepherd will keep us safe in His care. In John 10, the Lord Jesus says, Those who the Father has given me, no one is able to snatch them out of His hands. See there how God protects our life. He is there to care and to provide, also when we go through difficult times. He will make sure that we lack nothing for service in His kingdom. Yes, even when we meet with various trials of life, time and again, He makes us lie down in green pastures and leads us beside still waters. His goodness and mercy keep following us all the days of our life. That's our God, who will guide us also when troubles last, for He is our eternal home. Amen. <laughs>